Welcome to Big Booth Bets. It's the Get the Money Podcast. I am Nate Stevenson, and as always, I'm joined by Mr. Big Boofy Skirman and Mr. Tony T-Bone Guarino. How is everybody doing as we head into the name of that game that we can't say, which is number 56 of that game this week? I am doing excellent, Nate. I'm ready to place some big bets on the big game and make a lot of big bucks this week here. Four big booth bets and and all of our followers. That's right, baby. That's what we like to hear. How about you there, Big Tone? Oh, yeah. That's right. There ain't no stopping us now. What the are you guys doing over there? How are you avoiding this topic like the plague? Oh, you're over there like, well, you know, just another week in the last game coming up. Get the out of here. Are you kidding me? Absolutely historic run on the locks here with the playoffs. Boof, come on. More energy. Let's go. Let's go. Celebrate it. Well, as we get ready for the big game, we had a big week last week here. So our big week went 3-0 and on locks. With uh, the Bengals going over 23 points, Bengals plus seven and a half, and the 49ers plus three and a half. That's right, undefeated again here, just continuing to roll in the playoffs, bringing our season win total to 103, 84, and five, with a 55.08% success rate. Not too bad for the regular season, but uh, I'll tell you what, Boof, I'm, I'm really, I'm really glad that we didn't just avoid those extremely sharp playoff lines that are just un, you know, you're just unable to win any money on. Oh yeah, I mean they're just just razor sharp, no money to be made unless you follow us, of course. Which great segue by myself. Make sure you are following us on all social media platforms at Big Boof Bets so that you can get in on all the action. Amen, baby. And speaking of action, let's jump right into the action, which is the final action for the season. The Cincinnati Bengals at the Los Angeles Rams. The Bengals getting four, and you're over-under at 48 and a half. All right, before we get into the game here, um, just a little background on both teams. This is the Bengals' third Super Bowl appearance. Um, previously having lost to the Joe Montana-led 49ers the previous two times. So uh, considering the history, I'm sure the fan base doesn't mind avoiding facing the 49ers again after their loss uh, two weeks ago in the NFC Championship. And then as far as the Rams go, this is their fifth Super Bowl appearance. They are 1-3 previously in their last four appearances, two of those being uh, losses to the Patriots in Super Bowl 36 in 2002, which actually kicked off the beginning of the Patriots, Patriots dynasty. And their la- their next and last loss was in Super Bowl 53 in 2019, which coincidentally ended up being the conclusion of the uh, Brady-Belichick dynasty. So not only is the Rams fan base undoubtedly happy to not be seeing the Patriots, I'm sure Sean McVay doesn't mind not seeing Belichick either, after putting up only three points and never sniffing the red zone in his pre- team's previous most recent appearance, which I'm sure, you know, you like to remind me very often of their uh, Mr. Boofy. Uh, I've never said anything of the sort, mate. <laughs> no, never, never. So um, that's uh, that's a little recent history for the, both these teams. And um, let's uh, let's get cracking here. Boof, what do you think? How are you feeling about this game? 
this one, I, I will say, I do find this one to be one of the tougher ones to handicap from a, you know, picking the winner or the spread kind of game. But we are here to make some picks. So I'm going to take the Bengals uh, with the points. Um, on Foxbet, you can get them at plus four and a half. And that's the best that I've seen so far. So I would take the Bengals at plus four and a half. Um, I do think this is going to be an awesome game. I do think they match up very well with each other. I think the glaring mismatch in this one is the Rams defensive line against the Bengals offensive line. Um, even more specifically, the Bengals right guard who had a pro football focus rating in the forties. And I'm sure the Rams uh, are going to have Aaron Donald lined up on him as much as possible. And if they double him, they're going to send some blitzes that way so that they can't double him. And if they want to get a little fancy, they might sprinkle a little Vaughn Miller inside to make them deal with a little bit more speed and quickness and whatever. But um, this is something that the Bengals have been dealing with all year. Like their line's been trash all year. Uh, I mean, they had to deal with a guy like Chris Jones last week. Um, they struggled against the Titans defensive line to the point of not giving up nine sacks. And they were still able to win both of those games. So taking the points has treated me very well. Uh, throughout the playoffs here. And that's how I'm going to go with it. I see this being a close game, and I think the better side of it ultimately is going to be taking the points, and it just comes down to Joe Burrow being able to make enough plays, in my opinion, uh, to at least keep it close. Yeah, Bufa, I mean, I can't help. I can't uh, hate on the rationalization there. But the uh, the big thing for me is just that mismatch on the uh, offensive and defensive line the Bengals and Rams just is so key for me and like the fact that the Rams are the best team the best defense that the Bengals have faced all year is is so important for me like the previous two defenses they've faced in the Browns and the 49ers who are 10th and 11th ranked in uh, DVOA they lost Actually, all three of those games, but I'll say just two of those games because we'll just you know ignore Week 18 against the uh, Browns. But um, those were the best defenses they played all year. They lost both games, and now they have to face a Rams defense that is fifth ranked and has unarguably a better pass rush than anything they've seen all year. And I honestly like. The only reason they beat the Titans is because the Titans beat themselves. Uh, they sacked the, the Titans sacked them nine times, but they also turned the ball over in, in terms of they, meaning the Titans, you know, I believe it's three or four times. And obviously the last one being the uh, one at the end of the game there that gave the Bengals the opportunity to keep game winning field goal at the end of the game. And I just don't see the Rams doing that. And, it's just it's too big of a mismatch. You have Aaron Donald, you have former Super Bowl MVP Von Miller, and you also have a guy that can take advantage of any uh, mismatches in Leonard Floyd um, with the Bengals focusing their um, focusing their attention on uh, Miller and Donald. I just don't see how the Bengals can uh, have a competent passing game in this game. So I love the Rams minus four, and I just see I, this is one of those deals where I just the playoffs have been great. They've been close throughout on both sides, and I, I just this is one of those games where I think the Super Bowl is a contrast, and I, I think it's a blowout. I think the Rams take care of business, and 
I, I think they, uh, I think it's a, I think it's a landslide the whole game. Well, uh, that sounds like a, a Super Bowl pizza box in the making here. What do you say, Nate? Boof, I, uh, I don't think we've ever had a Super Bowl pizza box. And considering the way things have gone this year for me with my pizza boxes, I feel very confident. So uh, if you want to lay it out there, I'll take it, baby. Yeah, sadly, I'm not going to be able to recover my pizza box deficit here, but maybe I'll be able to finish one on a winning note and still buy you a pie for the end of the year here. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Which, by the way, make sure you're following us on Big Booth Bets so that you can see a picture of said pie that I bought Nate for losing the pizza box matchup this year. <laughs> I already like knowing it. I have a pie coming my way. Well, speaking of pie, I'm pretty sure people aren't going to be full after just the main course for the big game. They could use some dessert. I mean, if you guys got anything else, I think now will be the time. Yeah, Tone, I actually do. Uh, based on you know a couple things I already said, uh, I also really, really like... Honestly, not really, like also really like these are my favorite bets of the game. Honestly, beyond laying the points of the Rams, I like even this stuff, uh, a few things after the first half, even more the first, uh, being first half under 24 and a half and Bengals first half team total under 10 and a half Cincinnati has shown to be a slow starter and, a, uh, overall a poor first quarter team. And you come to compound that the Rams defensive metrics are way better in the first half. I mean, they're already a fifth rank, fifth rank DVO DVOA defense, as I've mentioned before, they're actually second rank DVOA in the first half. And on top of that, Zach Taylor, <laughs> at times I feel like he just needs to stop holding them back and just realize that Joe Burrow is the man and maybe be a little bit more aggressive early in early downs. But anyway, I digress. Um, I love those two. I love those two bets under first under 24 and a half. And the, as far as the total in the first half and Bengals team total under 10 and a half and which side note for that Bengals have gone under 10 and a half points in two of three playoff games. And the other thing I really like is the first quarter total of under nine and a half 64% of Super Bowl first quarters have gone under that total uh, the last 20 plus years. And to go break it down a little bit further, individually, each team, the Rams first quarters went under 10, five times in the regular season, once in the playoffs for a total of six times in 20 games. And the Bengals actually broke down the exact same way. Five in the regular season, one in the playoffs for, again, six out of 20 games. So the odds and the percentages are definitely in your favor and you stack on top of that just historically how Super Bowl teams have generally started slow in the first quarter. Uh, I think under nine and a half is a great bet uh, for the first quarter. And then one more bonus bet to kind of add, kind of compound onto that is that no team has actually scored in the first six minutes, the last five Super Bowls, which is a bet you can make. And the current odds of that bet are minus 140. So um, we're definitely not looking for a lot of points here in the first half or first quarter or first six minutes. So uh, what do you think about that, Boo? Uh, I'm a big fan of the under 24 and a half. So the, the first half under 24 and a half points. Um, and I'm actually looking at FanDuel right now. The first quarter is actually under 10 instead Ooh. of nine and a half. Ooh, we have we have a number change in our favor. I like it. We did. This is literally just changed, you know, from when we were talking before before the show here. 
So I, I like that as well. I, I think I'm on board. I, I do think um, both offenses are going to struggle early, which obviously is going to you know, lean towards an under in the first half and the first quarter. So I'm definitely on board with those. Um, I can see where you're coming from with the Bengals one. Um, but I already took the Bengals in a pizza box, so I'm going to stay away from that one. So. <laughs> I understand, man. You don't want to root against yourself. But uh, what are you, you down for a, a, a double first half uh, lock here? Yeah. You know what, man? I think I am. I think those are going to be very good picks here. And we got some data to support it here. So I'm on board. All right, baby. Let's do it. Double lock. Lock it in. Get that money. All right. Well, I know you guys won't give yourself any props for the absolute monster streak that the locks are on right now. But how about instead... You give us some props for the big game. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm going to start with Cooper Cup under 105 and a half receiving yards. I don't know. For me, anytime I see a receiving total over 100 yards, that's just ridiculous to me. I'm going under. Rushing-wise, I like Joe Mixon under 60 and a half yards. Uh, despite the Bengals being willing to hand it to him, their offensive line stinks. And he just kind of pounds it into a brick wall, it seems like, all the time. So I'm going to go under 60 and a half. I think it's a bad matchup. And at some point, I think they are going to have to decide uh, that today's going to be a throw-in kind of day. I like Samaje Piran under two and a half rushing yards. Um, Nate enlightened me that he only has one carry in the entire playoffs. Uh, good enough for me. I like Matthew Stafford to go over five and a half rushing yards. Uh, the total is a little bit higher for him, but he's gone over that in all three games in the playoffs. He's a little bit more athletic and runs a little bit more often than people give him credit for. Uh, I like Cam Akers to go under 64 and a half yards. Uh, this is another one. I know the Rams like to run the ball, but I still think you might see a little bit of Sony Michelle. And again, you just, you just don't see it lead backs really killing it that much anymore in the NFL in general. There were some sack numbers, which I forget, but I like the overs on them. I'm sure Nate can fill you in on those ones. I believe that was uh, three and a half for the Rams and five and a half total for the game. Yeah, I like both of those overs, yep. And then uh, I know Nate had some other good ones. So, Nate, why don't you go ahead and share some of the, some of the other ones? Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, before we get into the player props, just a couple uh, kind of off-the-wall props that, they, you know, don't really – you don't really have offered every game. Um, for those of you who like free money, and I mean, don't we all? The the team that wins the coin toss to defer is minus 500 at BetMGM. And the Rams and the Bengals have deferred every time they have won the toss this season. Um, I can't, you know, there's nothing really, there's nothing really more to add to that. 100% lay 500 to win 100 or 50 to win 10 or whatever you want. Whoever wins is going to defer. It's only minus 500. Yeah, you know me. I'm not, I'm normally not willing to lay that kind of juice, but I, I think I, I have to agree with you. I think it is definitely going to be a defer, regardless of which team wins the toss. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, this should honestly be more like minus 1,000. Yeah, I agree. Instead of minus 500. So that's, to me, that's easy money. Um, uh, then the other one that was kind of, not quite to that level, but I think uh, it's approaching it. 
is Rams calling the first timeout minus 115. It's getting weird. And the Rams have called the first timeout in their last nine games. And to add to that, Sean McVay actually led the league in unnecessary timeouts called. So, um, you know, we all know Booth thinks that he is the best coach in the league. So, <laughs> hey man, they won in spite of him last week. He gave he gave two timeouts away with those challenges last week. <laughs> you know what, Booth? The the greatest part about the the Rams winning the Super Bowl this week is that. Um, he will officially have one Super Bowl won and one Super Bowl loss, which is the same amount that Mike Tomlin has. And yet he'll still have just about as many playoff wins already in his, like, you know, five years in the league. Well, you know, it's interesting because I, th- I think Sean McVay is looking to become the youngest head coach to win the Super Bowl, which would beat whose record, Nate? Uh, it'll be Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin, baby. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we like that. Uh, not, not, not that last thing. I mean, well, actually, yeah, we would like to beat Mike Tomlin because we don't like him at all. At least I don't. But anyway, we do like him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pizza box on that one too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but anyway, moving on. We're trying to keep this predominantly Steeler and Mike Tomlin free here. Um, moving on to the player props. Uh, so something uh, before we dive into the rest of what I like. Uh, just a little bit of background here. The last time these two teams played was in 2019, which was actually Zach Taylor's first season as the Bengals head coach. Uh, the Rams actually won that game 24 to 10. A couple things of note. Mixon went for 16, I'm sorry, 66 yards on 17 carries. I got to read my notes here correctly. Uh, he went for 66 yards and 17 carries. So um, didn't have a great day on the ground. Rams passing game had a good day. Goff went for 372. Uh, important to note, 220, 220 of those yards went to actually Cooper Cup, who went, uh, who caught seven balls for 220, a touchdown. Beyond the Mixon totals and the Rams passing game totals, I'm sorry, the Cup totals and the, and the uh, Rams passing game totals, important to note, Mixon had 66 yards on that day. The reason I note that is uh, late in the year, the Bengals have struggled to run the ball. Mixon has actually gone under his prop total, which is currently set at 62 and a half. That's the best number we could currently find. I believe that was a points bet. But uh, he's currently gone under that total, that under that total in three of his last four games. And the only reason he didn't go four for four is that he rested for 28 yards in overtime against the Chiefs because he actually finished with 60 yards in regulation. So um, he would have actually gone under that total in, in four of his last four games with um, – Again, 60 yards of regulation against the Chiefs, 54, 48, and 46. Conversely, the Rams have not allowed more than 51 yards rushing to anyone, more than 51 yards rushing to anyone in their past in the uh, their past three games. So um, naturally, makes them to go under 62 and a half. I really love that prop. And then we're going to go on the other side of that. We're going to go Joe Mixon over 25 and a half receiving yards. He, uh, the it. With the Bengals struggling to run the ball and the Rams' very, very talented pass rush, uh, we're expecting the Bengals to have to throw the ball a lot and Joe Burrow to have to check the ball down a lot. And on top of that, Mixon has gone over that number in all three postseason games and actually five straight dating back into the regular season. 
So again, we really like mixing over 25 and a half receiving yards, which I believe Boofy did touch on. Uh, Samaji Perrine, which I believe also is another one Boofy touched on, under 500 rushing yards. Uh, Perrine has only had one carry in the Bengals' three postseason games, which is actually one less than the third stringer, Chris Evans. Another one I like, Joe Burrow to throw an interception. Yes, minus 132 on FanDuel. It's, this is just one of those deal. This is just one of those deals where we're expecting the Bengals to throw the ball a lot. Um, big time pass rush with the Rams, and the Rams playing zone. This is just one of those just uh, more attempts and more chances. And Burrow looking is not is willing to throw the ball into tight windows, and we're getting uh, a decent number on that. So um, that's that's a personal favorite of mine. Moving on, we got Cooper Cup, longest reception, over 28 and a half yards. I believe at this point, you, I don't know if you can find that number. It might be around 30 and a half, 31 and a half. Um, he has cleared that number, uh, 28 and a half. I'm not sure about the updated number, so forgive me on that. But he has cleared 28 and a half in 15 of 20 games. So that's a 75% hit rate on his longest reception. Moving on, we got Kevin Huber, which is the Bengals punter. Yes, we are going at a punter prop. He is his longest punt over 52 and a half yards. He has gone over that in 13 of 20 games this year. And most importantly, let's not forget, this is being played in the dome. So we don't have to worry about weather conditions. So that only increases our chances of him um, beating that, that over. A couple kicker props. Again, this is a Super Bowl, baby. So, you know, we're, we're mining. We're mining for gold here. We're mining for winners. So a couple kicker props. Matt Gay, over one and a half field goals, minus 125. He has gone over this in 15 of 20 games, all three playoff games, and nine of 10 home games this season. That's a lot of data pointing to a successful over bet. And then also, let's go to the other kicker, Evan McPherson. Evan McPherson is four for four in all three playoff games. That's right. He has kicked 12 field goals in three playoff games. And he's also had seven straight games dating back to the regular season with multiple field goals. That is 22 field goals in total. So um, he's over one and a half field goals. That seems like a slam dunk to me. And then there's also a uh, game total of over three and a half. So if you just combine his and Matt Gay's statistics, that's like that's the most slam dunkable of the slam dunks. I mean, we're, we're three and a half field goals. I mean, Evan McPherson could cover that himself. So give me over three and a half field goals total in the game. And if you want to take a super long shot, and we'll get into the MVPs here in a minute, but Evan McPherson MVP odds are one hundred to one currently as they as they stand. I mean, you know. There, there's no thing that says that if he kicks four field goals again and it's a low-scoring game, that there's he doesn't have a shot at the MVP. I mean, I think if the Bengals win, I think it's Burrow all day. But, you know, if it's a low-scoring game, I think McPherson um, definitely has a shot if he has another four-for-four four game like he has the past three playoff games. Uh, so... Those are it for my those are it for my big time props there. I have um, some MVP stuff, some first touchdown score stuff I want to talk about here. But uh, Boof, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about, or if you like you like with any of that stuff? Uh, I'm not gonna lie, like I love both overs for the kickers as far as their field goals. 
Uh, I didn't even think to look at those, <laughs> but listening to you talk about it, I love them. And uh, yeah, let's let's move on to uh, some MVP stuff here. All right, man, let's do it. So yeah, the MVPs. I guess just some of this stuff's just you know it's it's an it's very interesting to hear this stuff. It's interesting to talk about. You don't have to bet it, but it's just you know diving into it here. Uh, MVPs QBs have won fifty five percent of the time in Super Bowl history, including seven of the past ten. Running backs and wide receivers have won at twelve and a half percent each. Important to note, though, running backs have not won it at all like over the past 20 years, which I would speak to, which definitely speaks to the NFL becoming more of a passing league. And then just adding to that, a wide receiver has won it four times over the past 17 years, which is a 24% hit rate. And going to the defensive side, defensive players have won it 18% of the time. And interestingly enough, one of those players is um, Von Miller, who's obviously uh, playing in this game. He is currently going off with thirty-nine to one. Uh, that's one of the dark horses. I do, uh, I do not hate at all. I think you're going to have a lot of people betting on both quarterbacks and Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald is about six to one right now. It's, I mean, it's not. I mean, it's not great odds for a defensive player. So, like, I think it's definitely. I think the Bengals are definitely going to pay attention to where he is at. I mean, as any team should, honestly, but that, you know, that's going to free up. Um, that's going to free up uh, one-on-one matchups for guys like Von Miller and the 39 to one. I think that's good. You want to take an even darker horse as far as pass rushers, Leonard Floyd, one thirty to one. Uh, that's, that's really getting out there. And then something that normally kind of works in cohesion with a good pass rush is, um, you know, you'll get some interceptions sometimes, you know, like, you know, really good secondary play. You have Jalen Ramsey in the secondary. He's currently going off at 80 to one. So, you know, it, there's, there's definitely a narrative. If you believe this game is going to, a, going to go a certain way, then, you know, lots of times you can kind of, uh, you can bet the MVP to kind of support <laughs> your argument. So I don't hate that. Me personally, I believe the Rams are going to win. I would I would split my bet up with half of half of a unit going to Matt Stafford, and then honestly splitting up the other half a unit between like Von Miller, Cooper Cup, and um, Von Miller. I'm sorry, Von Miller, Cooper Cup, and Aaron Donald. There we go. And so like, if you, I think that gives you a pretty decent chance of a, if you believe the Rams are going to win, of a payout there. What uh. What any thoughts on MVP there, Booth? Uh, I think you have to include Joe Burrow um, if you're going to sprinkle around on multiple players. I don't think you can just say that there's no possible way that the Bengals are going to win. And I think if the Bengals do win, it's like 98% that Burrow will be the MVP. Um, I think the guys that you mentioned for the Rams are the way to go. I could add in a, uh, I could add Floyd. And I could add Odell Beckham. I could see him having a big game too. Like if the Bengals really decide to take Cooper Cup away, Odell Beckham is more than capable. And he has produced in the playoffs. You've seen Stafford is willing to go to him. I definitely think he is a worthy candidate as well. Um, but yeah, I'd say I, I agree with most of what you had to say there. Ah, oh, Ben, sounds good. So let's uh, we'll move on to the uh, first TD score. 
I, again, this is just going with my personal narrative. I think uh, first TD score, I think you can't go wrong with uh, Cooper Cup. And again, this is just because I believe the Rams are going to score first. And that's first TD score of the game. As far as to go dive a little bit further, you can actually go first just Rams TD score. Uh, I think one of the best values here is Van Jefferson going off currently at 10 to 1, which is infers only a 9% chance. But uh, he's actually done it in 20% of the uh, games this year. So considering he's running a route, 90% of Stafford's dropbacks, uh, the chances are definitely there for him to hit, uh, considering he's running a route in just about every passing play. So um, that's one I really, really like. As far as the Bengals, um, I don't I don't think you can go wrong with either Mixon or Jamar Chase. Uh, both of those guys uh, have gone about, uh, I believe, three or four times. So in total, that's seven of 20 games this year. So, um, you know, you're, you're, you're just over a third of the time between those two guys, as far as the, uh, the, uh, Bengals first TD score there. So, um, that's where I would go if I'm going first TD score each team, uh, anything you like, Boop? Yeah. Again, I, I like all those names. Uh, the other one I would add is Odo Beckham. OBJ. I mean, you know, I can't hate him, man. He's, he's pretty good. There's so many things you can bet on this game. Um, at this point, I mean, you know, we can't forget the most important prop and the most profitable prop and the prop we all wait for every year. And that's Mr. Tony Gore, Tony Gorino's national anthem breakdown. Oh, say can you see? <laughs> well, Boof, uh, you know, COVID is a thing right now. So if they need to back up quickly, I, I know exactly who they could go to <laughs> anyways. Uh, yeah, let's take a look at the most exciting prop of the big game every year, which is the national anthem length, uh, betting the over-under on that. Now, uh, a few quick uh, warnings, as always, as every year. Uh, the, there is no official timer kept for the national anthem, so you got to be careful with how the book is wording the prop. You know, they may actually say that it's the length from the first word sung to the, the last word sung, which is one length of time. Uh, some of them say from the start of said music, you know, just beginning of anthem to very end of anthem, last note. Uh, so that, that can affect your over-under, you know, by as good, you know, as much as 15, 20 seconds, depending. So you got to be careful about how the prop is being worded. But I still think this year... Um, we have a really good look at something. So the anthem singer, if you don't know, is a one Mickey Guyton. I think I said that right. I have no idea. I have no idea who this person is. Uh, apparently a country singer. But she will be performing the national anthem. Now, she has two previously recorded performances of the national anthem. Both of those had come in at around a minute and a half or under. So you're, you're talking 90 seconds. Uh, right now, the line opened at 95 seconds. So, I mean, you're already sort of on the underside. And I don't know what happened. I mean, I guess people were hammering the over. And that line has crept up, you know, 10, 15 seconds on some books. You know, it's up to 104 seconds. Um, that's definitely out there. So you can take a hundred, under 104 seconds with knowing that she twice in recorded performances for events has come in at 90 seconds or less. You know, that, that that's giving you a good 15-second 
cushion on an under. So I think you got to go under all the way. You got to feel great about it. You just hammer it and don't think about it. Oh, Tone, that's I love it, man. That's good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff, baby. Best handicapper in, in all the internet right there, baby. Absolutely. Absolutely. So with that, Boof, uh, you want to give us those locks? I mean, I think we should include that that Tony, you know, national anthem breakdown as always, because he's the man. Well, we've got two. We're taking uh, two unders here. We've got the first half uh, total to go under 24 and a half points. And we have the first quarter to go under 10 points. So we're looking for a bit of a slow start here offensively in, in the big game. But uh, two locks for you this week. Then we will definitely tweet out um, our official props that we're going with um, probably on Sunday, some point before the game. But um, I know Nate's still got some parlays for the people here. Oh, you know it, baby. It's the big game. It's time for some parlays for the people. It's that time, baby. Let's go. Let's go. We're going to start off with the big guy. And we did the best we can within reason. You know, we're not trying to, we're trying to give you all a chance to win, not just throw stuff against the wall here. So our big guy, when we, again, we're doing this on FanDuel, same game parlay tap. We're going 11 legs plus 41,971. So a hundred dollar bet when you just a smidge under $42,000. That's about to take a half a year off of work. No, not too bad. Then we're going to start off with the Los Angeles Rams double result. As you all know, I expect the Rams to be winning at halftime. And the uh, it's I do think it's adds great value to your same game parlay because if you are just laying the points of the Rams at minus 110, you can take instead the Rams double results at even money plus 100, which means they just have to be winning at the half and at the end of the game. So um, considering how both these teams have seemed to operate, the Rams starting fast and the Bengals starting slow, I think it's a good, I think it's a great bet. Great uh, way to start your same gamer here. And continuing on, we're expecting the Rams pass rush to do uh, Give the Bengals a tough time, so we're going Joe Burrow under 276 and a half passing yards. And in combo with that, we're going Jamar Chase under 78 and a half receiving yards. We're expecting him to see a lot of what the fuck is uh Ramsey's first name? Jalen Ramsey? Jalen Ramsey. Wow, the brain fart. Jalen Ramsey. And I think that's that's gonna that's gonna loom large in this game. Also, Jamar seems to, not Jamar. Ugh. Also, Jamar and Joe Burrow does do seem to perform better against man coverage, and the Rams are predominantly a zone team. So I definitely think that's something that uh, works in favor of both of those, the uh, Burrow and Chase unders there. Moving on here, we're going Joe Mixon. Un, I'm sorry, Joe Mixon over 25 and a half receiving yards. We've touched on this one already. Um, he has gone over this in five straight games, all three playoff games. And uh, you add into that, that Rams pass rush. 
I would expect Burrow to have to check it down a little more often here to Mixon. So we like that a lot. And then we're expecting the Bengals to play from behind. So we're going Joe Mixon under 60 and a half rushing yards. We also broke that one down earlier in the podcast here. He, uh, if not for overtime of the Chiefs game, he would have gone under that number in his last, uh, I believe it was five games, at least all three playoff games. Samaji Perrine, under two and a half rushing yards. So again, we're on FanDuel here. Some of the numbers we gave you during the podcast are the best uh, number possible. Again, shop all your books, but uh, this is just the numbers available currently on FanDuel. We've got Samaj, Samaj Perrine, under two and a half rushing yards. He's had one carry in three games, and this is the Super Bowl. So we're expecting the best players to get as many touches as possible. That means Joe Mixon's in there as much as possible. So uh, I'm not expecting Samaje Perrine to get a, get a carry at all, and I'm expecting the Bengals to be playing from behind. Moving on here, we're going Cooper Cup, anytime touchdown score. He has scored a touchdown in 15 of 20 games. That's just nuts. So not, uh, put him down there. That's a 75% hit rate. Also, keeper Cooper Cup, 90-plus receiving yards. You heard what he's done this season. You heard what he's done um, in the most recent game against the Bengals, so we like 90-plus receiving yards for Cooper Cup. Van Jefferson, 25-plus receiving yards. He goes over this number more than he does not. And uh, the, the likely uh, loss of Tyler Higby just only increases the chances of uh, available targets for Van Jefferson. I mean, he can honestly get that over just in one catch with the way he runs, uh, how many routes he runs. And then we're going Matthew Stafford. You can go you can go two ways with this, all right? You can go Matt Stafford over five and a half, because that's what he's done all playoffs. Or you can go Matt Stafford under five and a half, just because the Bengals play a lot of zone coverage, and which generally leads to quarterbacks running less. This is this is one of those ones where if you want if you're throwing ten bucks on this parlay, I'm saying you put this whole parlay in, and you take both sides of this number. So, um, but uh, obviously, Boof said he likes the over here. I can't hate that. But uh, there's also there's also a case that can be made for the under here as well. And then the last one under nine and a half total points for the first quarter. We've already touched on that. Uh, there's a lot of data pointing to uh, two-thirds of the games being under that number in the first quarter. And then on top of that, you already heard the data we gave for the Rams and the Bengals. So that is 11 legs for the big guy, plus 41,971. And we don't have a get-out-of-jail-free parlay for this game. It's, I mean, that's, that's we're doing with a one-game parlay. That gets to be much, much more difficult here. So what we're going to do, we're just going to, we're going to go, we gave you a big guy. And now we're giving you a smaller guy that's uh, less risk, um, still a good payout, still stuff I like a lot. And we're just going with the Rams double result, Burrow under 276.5, Mixon over 25.5, Cooper Cup anytime touchdown, Cooper Cup 90-plus receiving, and under 9.5 total points in the first quarter. That is six legs plus 4565 which means $100 bet, will win you just over $4,500. Baby, let's end that season on a winning note. Amen, baby. Let's end it on a winning note. Thank you, as always, for sharing. Uh, make sure you guys are following us uh, at Big Booth Bets on all so- social media platforms. Um, if this podcast wasn't quite enough to fulfill all of your big game needs, don't be afraid 
uh, to throw a tweet at us and we can answer any, any additional questions you may have. And as always, most importantly, best of luck to everybody, and let's get that money. Oh, uh, yeah. Get that money. All right, Tom. Have a good day. All of them. <laughs>